0: You're listening to Canada's Court, your home for all your Canadian basketball needs. Here's your host, Philip Drost.
1: Welcome back to Canada's Court. I know, I know, it's been a while, but let's just call it a summer vacation. But I do feel bad that I've left you without some wonderful Canadian content, so let me make it up to you. Today will be the first ever Canada's Court double feature. And I gotta say... They're two pretty neat guests. Now, I do apologize. I had to use a different recording equipment for these interviews, so there were some audio problems with the new equipment. That's been sorted out now, but you will notice the audio quality isn't great, so I apologize for that. First, we'll hear from Jamal Murray. The Denver Nuggets guard is now a season into his NBA career, and he's getting ready for season number two on what should be a pretty exciting NBA team. Let's hear what he has to say about his first NBA season. Jamal, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. So first, uh, I'll just start out with some uh, fun, easy questions here. Tell me about where the Jamal Murray signature bow and arrow celebration came from.
0: Uh, that came from uh, Kentucky, where uh, you know, one game I was I was hitting a lot of threes, and uh, one of my teammates, EJ, uh, he shot the arrow at me, and then um, I think the next game, you know, I hit a couple threes and I shot it back, and then after that it was it was just a trend, and um, you know, I kept it ever since.
1: So when is the appropriate proper time to to pull off that signature shot?
0: Um, when I whatever I hit a three, I do it after most my threes um especially if it's you know uh a big one um but i mean i do it after after most of my
1: threes fair enough now what is uh something you missed the most while playing about canada that while playing in denver
0: um i just miss my family i miss being at home um you know, being here so often uh but no i just miss you know, my training with my dad uh he has, he's in canada so um I train with my brother, so you know, my dad taught me everything I know of basketball, and he's—he's you know, he's, uh, kind of my coach and best friend at the same time. So, um, you know, just going out there and being able to go in the court whenever.
1: Was your uh, family able to catch any of your your games?
0: Yeah, they're at, they're at most of the games um, at home. So, you know, they come down to bring my bring my brother sometimes and uh, enjoy the games.
1: Okay, and tell me about, I know for most Canadian players, one of the big moments is the first game they play against uh, Toronto. Do you remember what that was like? Yeah, I had a lot of friends okay. family and
0: family um, in town, and I think was we off that game, actually. But uh, we had a lot of, a lot of friends family and family in town, it was just good to be home and, and see everybody and uh, you know, just be on our home solo for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it was it was a great, great, great experience.
1: Now I imagined you watched uh, the, the Raptors growing up and seeing some games at the Air Canada Centre. What was it like to to step on that court then?
0: Oh, it was a good feeling just to be out there and, um,
1: and
0: playing against, playing as against team that I, I grew up against. I grew up watching and being able to play against them it was a lot of fun. So, um, you know, all my friends and family were there, and it was, it was a it was a great atmosphere for me.
1: Now you went to the, uh, University of Kentucky, which has produced a lot of very talented NBA players over the past decade. What was it about playing for Kentucky and coach Calipari that helped you personally get ready for the NBA?
0: i um, just, just learning how to handle everything and deal with, um, my people and, and, um, playing winning basketball, I think is what the, the biggest one. just keeping the game simple and you get the job done. So, uh, I think he did a great job of, of, of creating guys that have winning attitudes and and um, playing the basketball the right way.
1: And so, making that transition into the NBA, what were some of the challenges that you didn't necessarily expect going in?
0: Um, I probably gave my first shot to, to go down. I was only 0 for five or over for sixteen mm-hmm. on five games. Uh, it's deflating, and uh those took me a lot to get my first shot, which is something I wasn't used to, and um, I think that kind of took a, a hit on my mental for, uh, you know, for a little bit, so um, I think that was my, my rookie wall was the you know, first five games of the
1: season. Um, what were people telling you during that time? What kind of advice were you getting while you were struggling to get that first shot down?
0: Uh, most of the vets here were just telling me to keep shooting, you know, if I'm open, shoot it. Um you know, if you miss they shoot it. So they they're, they're kept encouraging me. They knew, they knew that, uh, you know, that's, that's not how I played and that's not how I'm going to shoot for the rest of the year. So, uh, you know, they've reason my game the whole time. And, uh, I think, you know, Coach, was, coach and some events were very uh, you know, helpful with that, just trying to make sure I kept my confidence up and, and uh, always willing to take the next shot.
1: So what was it like then to finally get that first shot to go down?
0: It was a good feeling. Uh, just knowing that one actually went down and my um, running back in defense, it was just a, a break for me. I thought felt, I felt the weight kind of fall off and um, not everything opened up again. So uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a mental um, break for me.
1: Now uh, I have to imagine one of the highlights for you during the season was being able to go to All-Star Week and, and play in the uh, – Rookie uh, showcase game. What was that? What was that experience like for you?
0: That was a good experience. Um, it was busy during Mardi Gras and also we and so. I mean, it was hard to get around, but uh, it was it was great to, to be out there with those guys and, and um, all be on the same part together. So um, you know, we had a lot of fun. You know, me, and Moody, and Joker, and and uh, you know the guys I know from the other squad. So overall, uh, it was a good experience.
1: And you really, uh, you lit it up during that game. You won the, the game MVP. Was there a moment where you were like, "Okay, I'm feeling it today. We're gonna go for that that MVP award."
0: Uh no, I was really honestly, I, I was just, I was just playing basketball. i was just kind of going for the field game, that's how I, how I play in those kind of games. And uh, but at first, I was just passing, just you know, getting everybody else involved. And then there was a point where I was just, I was, every time I took a shot, you know, I, I wasn't missing so. Uh, I kept shooting, and that, there was a point where everybody just knew I was hot and kept giving me the ball, so I took it from there.
1: And what did it feel like to be able to to win that trophy for the uh, international team and, and help get them the win? It
0: felt good. You know, um, yeah, it's something you dream of, and not uh, to be standing there and holding up the trophy, so it was uh, an incredible feeling. And uh, you know, just overall, the weekend was a whole lot of fun, and I got to be out there with some of our best friends uh, in the league, so... Uh it's a great experience, and, uh, and hopefully I get to do it again next year.
1: What were some of the uh, other top points for you as you went through your first NBA season?
0: I'd say uh, playing against Memphis at home, or in Memphis, uh, you know, having a cancer shoot uh, with Vince Carter closing out um, was kind of you know, cool to me because uh, I used to watch Carter growing up on the Raptors. and. You no, know, I used to love watching his dunks and I tried to imitate his dunks on my on my little basketball one in my room. Um, you know, just just getting to hit a shot, you know, with infos and that was uh that was pretty incredible and um you know it kind of brought me the
1: sexual play. Now it's been uh a, a bit of a crazy off season so far. What's it like? I know as someone just following the NBA it's been crazy to watch. What's it uh as a as a player, what's it like to watch that?
0: Um, I mean, there's nothing you can really do about it. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to change anything. So, um, I just, I just kind of look at where it is and just, you know, look at the team and what kind of pieces we're, we're gathering and, you know, how, how we're going to play next year. So I'm just here. I'm just um, a piece of the puzzle that's, uh, I'm just trying to get better and, and wants to get a feel for the team as soon as I can.
1: So going into that second season, what are some improvements you're hoping to, to make to your game? Um, just more efficiency
0: and volume, uh, kind of, you know, time on the court and, and, and uh, scoring, so I'm just going to go and uh, try to be as efficient as I can and, and play my game and uh, really show what I've been working on this summer.
1: And you were named to the all-rookie second team. What was what was that like to get that, that for you?
0: It was just a uh, good recognition, you know, knowing what I played through, um, knowing that I was hurt and still be able to get that recognition was good and, um, you know, there's always room for improvement, uh, so you yeah, know I'm just going to take that and and um, play it with the rest of them.
1: Now on Canada's court, sometimes we ask a little more, uh, deep questions here. So I'll ask you one now. In five years, where do you where do you hope your what kind of level do you hope your game is at uh, in five years time?
0: Um, I just hope for it to be lethal. I hope for you no know, teams to to you know be worried about me in, in, in every way so um I'm all, I just wanna be dangerous and on the court and um I'll just kinda take my game to another level in terms of you know how I play and the speed I play is. and um I think just being here in Denver, playing with the up pace tempo that we have I think it's good for me and um you know it's gonna be a lot of fun to 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 um you know go up and down the court.
1: Now, shifting away from the NBA into your, your, your time with the national team, I think one of the places where a lot of just the average Canadian fan would have first heard about you was the uh, Pan Am Games, where you really had some great games and was really able to help Canada. Tell me a bit about what that tournament was like, especially being able to play for Canada on on home soil. it
0: was watching the game for the home crowd with uh, family and friends there and... Um, you know, being in, being in the USA in the semifinals. And that uh, you know, was just it was, a, it was a learning experience for me. And uh, I had a lot of fun being out there with that group of guys, my Canadian group of guys. Um, yeah, I mean, it,
1: was, it was fun. And now we, we're, we're starting to pick up a few wins on the US. I know the U19 men's team just won uh, gold and beat the US in the semifinals as well. What do you think this is? Saying about can- Canada basketball in the past few years,
0: um, Canada just has more, uh, you know, more opportunities right now with how much attention they're getting. and I think uh, you know that's what we need. You know, you know guys are putting their heart to soul and soul into playing, and practicing, and um, you know, not getting the recognition as as they should be. So I just think that you know they're giving the chance now and they're taking advantage of it. Uh,
1: and for you, what where do you think the goal should be for the uh, Canadian national team as we approach? Uh, another Olympics in a few years. What should the goal be for the national team there?
0: Um, I mean the goal should always be highest. Um, I don't see why we can't go all the way. I just think we've got to get guys to you know be locked in and and uh, take it seriously. And i fine. I think we got a great team. We got a great staff, and um, you know we have what it takes to, to go all the way. So I don't see the any limits in our in our game.
1: And and do you think so? Would the is it is it feasible to think that in Maybe maybe three years or maybe maybe more we're able to compete with the likes of USA or is that just something that might be with the way USA basketball is unattainable?
0: No, I think I think it's definitely possible. Um i at the of day it's basketball. Um, you know, anybody can win basketball, It just comes down to effort, it comes down to the decision making and, and playmaking. So um you know, I think we do it, especially especially if I'm on the team I think we can do it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I just think I just think it's basketball, you know, guys going to think about guys going to boxing matches and it only takes one eight for a guy to get knocked out. So, um you know, anything can happen, you just gotta you just gotta um, you know be ready for whatever USA has and and uh be ready to punch back.
1: All right, and just to, to close out here of come full circle, you were at the uh summer league watching some of your, your uh teammates play. What kind of advice are you getting to the young guys as uh you were in that position a year ago?
0: Um, I just want to make sure they take care of their bodies, make sure they're, uh, really much prepared, make sure they're early and on time. Um, you know, all the, all the little things that you know, coaches look at that, you know, I, I probably struggled in my first year. So I'll to come to play their game and, you know, don't be afraid to shoot. Don't be afraid to, you know, do some crazy if that's the way you play, you know, just just do you. And, uh, I think once, once you get a couple of games out of the way, once you get a couple practices and, and they learn how to play, uh, the way we play, I think they'll be fine. But for right now, um, so they just gotta get comfortable in in, in this uh, new system.
1: And uh, Denver making some big acquisitions this summer, getting Paul Millsap to join the team. Uh, what do you think is the goal for you and your team going into next season?
0: Um, the goal is to make the playoffs. I think that's you know pretty clear with the team, and um, we got the pieces to do it. I just think we gotta we gotta you know shuffling up just those few games that were that we missed out last year, so. Um nothing we'll get it, nothing will be there. We just gotta you know make sure we continue the path of run and and we should we
1: should be fine. All right, and just to uh end things off, one final uh fun question here. Your Twitter handle, Bmore twenty seven, of course including your your basketball number, but what what does that come from?
0: Uh More is the thing that my dad and I have. Uh, you know, just just be More kinda means of you know, don't limit yourself, uh you know for yourself, another you know, extra mile can I and I do more than what you think you can do, and um, I've carried out all my life. I've done that. I've done that same slogan "Be More" for a long time, and um, you know, it's, it's kind of taken me to where I am now. Just it's kind of mental, mental uh, strength yet have to have going into you no, know, not just basketball, but you know, just life in general. So, um, you no, know, "Be More" thing that my dad and I carry around with us.
1: We uh, uh, wear that was pride. All right, Jamal, well, best of luck going into uh, next season, and we'll be rooting for you here in Canada. Uh, Thank you. Appreciate it. That was Jamal Murray of the Denver Nuggets. Again, I do apologize for the audio quality, but as I said, to make it up to you, I'm giving you a double feature here. So while Jamal Murray just finished his first season, my next guest is just getting ready for his. Chris Boucher of Montreal went undrafted this year after a year in Oregon where he had some injury problems, but was later signed to a two-way contract by the defending champions, the Golden State Warriors. I spoke to Chris Boucher shortly after he was signed by the Warriors. Chris, thanks for joining me. No First, I want to start out with a simple question here. Have you decided what number you're going to wear next season?
2: Uh, not yet. I mean, I saw number 25, so uh, I'm used to it now. And um, you know, if I could keep it, I keep number 25 for next
1: year. There you go. How does it feel to have a, a signed signed a contract with the defending champions and a team that many are considering one of the best ever? It feels good,
2: you know, um, especially that, you know, I get the chance to be around with the, one of the best players in, you know, NBA. And, you know, it's fun just to be around and learn from them. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to be, you know, back on the floor and just be able to play get the best players. and um, You know, just so I'm capable of doing and, um, you know, just trying to help the team win another championship.
1: What does it mean for you personally to sign your first NBA contract?
2: Uh, just you know, hard work. You know, I've been working hard uh, my whole life to get there, and um, uh, you know, basketball just you know gave me a opportunity to uh, not only help myself but help my family. So you know, signing my first contract definitely put me in a position where you know it feels just great, and I'm blessed and just yeah, happy to do what I love to do.
1: Now, when you went down with the uh, torn ACL back during your college season, did this? Were did you start getting concerned about your NBA prospects?
2: Uh Well, it definitely came to my head, you know. When um, you're hurt, you can't really do anything to showcase what you're capable of doing. And I was scared about, you know, not being able to show what I'm capable of doing and not really hurting me. But, um, you know, I, at the end of the day, I just kept working and just realized that, you know, I could work on other stuff and just to get my body ready. And, you know, uh, ACL is not like 10 years ago where um, you get an ACL and you're done, you know. um You get the rehab and then you get, you know, when you get your surgery, you know, you know that you're coming back You're on the road to coming back, and that's definitely one thing that, you know, helped me believe that I had a chance to still make it.
1: Now, uh, as you mentioned, you can't really work out and and show off your stuff when you're injured like that. So what did the lead-up to the NBA draft look like for you? Uh,
2: Well, it was just, you know, um, the fact that I was invited to the combine and all that, you know, definitely um, showed me that I had to work hard and just to keep pushing, you know. um, you know, usually, you know, you don't get invited to those camps. And, then, you know, you feel like, you know, you're, you have your chance of being, going to the league, goes down. But, you know, since I got invited to those camps, you know, I kept believing and I kept working. And, you know, now I get my chance to, you know, be around the team and just do what I have to do to, to get there, to get
1: 100%. Now, during draft day, had you already been in contact with the Warriors and had they expressed interest? Or was that a, a pretty nervous day for you?
2: Well, I visited them like two days before, but I didn't know what was going on. Um, I just visited them and we're expecting, you know, just to see where it would go. And, you know, during the draft, you know, a lot of things changed. And then, um, you know, my agent told me that, you know, I had the chance to go play with Golden State and the two. And, you know, for me, it was just like, you know, the best opportunity. And only, not only that, just to learn from the best. So uh, it was just easier for me to say yes and go to one of those on you know, a team like that.
1: Now, did he tell you that, like, during the draft or after the draft, or how did that happen?
2: It was during the end.
1: Okay, and then, then you knew and you could uh, breathe a sigh of relief.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Now, you mentioned how this was uh, the best opportunity. Could you explain why that is?
2: Well, especially that, you know, they have already good players. You know, I don't need to hurry up and, you know, come back. You know, um, I can take my time and just make sure that I'm 100% right get back on the floor and you know, all that time, you know, um. Around best players, you know, KD, Draymond Green, Nikola, Steph Curry, you know, Clay, you know, you know, that's all guys that you know I can learn from, and just you know, being around them and practicing against them, you know, that could just only make me better, and you know, I, I feel like you know, the first year coming back from injury, you still need a couple of you know, a couple of times to get better and get on to get back to 100%, so that would be a, that was the best position for me.
1: Now, you also have uh, an Oregon teammate on your team. Jordan Bell was drafted by the Warriors. That must be a nice to have him there.
2: Yeah, I mean, it definitely helps with, you know, just you know getting used to everything everyone on and having a teammate, you know, it's, easier. it's just because, you know, you feel like there's somebody that you know and, you know, we're in there together. We've been together for since uh, Oregon, so it just makes really it easier to adapt.
1: And you're on... Um one of the new contracts you're on a two way contract, which means you'll be spending some time with the Warriors and then going in between with the G League team, the Santa Cruz Warriors. How do you kind of mentally prepare for that?
2: Um, you know, it's just another opportunity. You know, just like when I went to NCA before, I had to go to Co. So I take that at the same, you know, path, and just that I have to go the G League and have some times where I just, to, you know, perfection myself and be able to come back on the league and help this team win another championship.
1: And how's the, before I let you go, how's the recovery going?
2: It's has been really good, you know, uh, my guy here, you know, they got right on it and, uh, you know, my knees getting better, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I do best, you know, that I just did not be able to do and, you know, hopefully I'm on the floor, I won't be on the floor soon, uh, able to run and do some workouts and, you know, just go from there.
1: Now, I just got back from uh, vacation to San Francisco, and I know people had warned me that there was a lot of hills there. I was like, okay, yeah, but I didn't quite expect how big those hills were. How are you handling them?
2: Yeah, It's nice. You know, I mean, you know I've been working and walking around, and it's just, you know, getting used to it, and, you know, I really like it. Uh, you know, I've been to everywhere, Wyoming, New Mexico, you know, Eugene. So, you know, it's just another... Uh, where I have to be, and, you know, just try to enjoy it as much as possible.
1: All right, Chris. Well, uh, thanks for taking the time to talk with me, and I'm sure many uh, Canadian basketball fans will be cheering for you uh, throughout the season. Thank you. That was Chris Boucher of the Golden State Warriors, and that will do it for this episode of Canada's Court. If you liked what you heard, minus the uh, sound quality problems, then you can leave your review on iTunes. You can also follow me on Facebook and Twitter by searching for Canada's Court. And if you have any suggestions or anything you'd like to say to me, you can get in touch with the podcast by emailing Canada's Court podcast at gmail.com. Next, I will have someone on to talk about the Toronto Raptors upcoming season. That will do it for this episode of Canada's Court. Thanks for listening.